Hello and welcome to the WM People podcast. I'm Mandy Garner. I'm editor of workingmums.co.uk and workingwise.co.uk. And I'm here with Ben Falk, uh, editor of da- workingdads.co.uk. Hi, Mandy. Hi. We, we need to come up with a... Can we just say working dads or working mums? Is that yeah. a better way to then... Yeah, maybe. It's just quite long, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a, we, we, yeah, we're going the full the full kind of URL HTTPS uh, for yes, colon, uh, colon. For fl- slash slash slash, slash yeah. Anyway, yeah sorry so yes lots and lots to talk about this week we we mm. were comparing ourselves weren't we to um, sports pundits saying who's going to win at home and who's going to win away because <laughs> uh, we were talking about the budget last time yes uh, were were we we I, weren't really on well I mean I don't think anybody anticipated that they would offer to fund or free funding. Actually, I mean, it was it was leaked at some stage that this was one of the proposals that's being put to the government, the one and two year olds um, extending the so-called free childcare to them. And there were a lot of worries at the time about whether it would be properly funded. And it turns out that that's what they've done. And it doesn't look like it's going to be fully funded. So it's yeah. kind of dire for we'll come, we'll, well, we, should probably, we should probably say that we're um, we will be talking about the budget uh, and all that that entails. We're going to chat a little bit later on about single parents and then we we thought we'd finish with, uh, well, it's Mother's Day just gone and Father's Day soon. Coming. When? Coming. I don't know when. Uh, it's mid-June, I think. <laughs> Is it? Oh, um, it's a long way off. Yeah, so it's a little, little ways, but we'll, we'll, um, we'll talk about that. But we want, do want to start with the budget mm-hmm. because it was, yeah, I mean, we were, kind of, we were pleased, I think, that, well, the sense that there was a we were pleased that something was being talked about around childcare in the budget, but it's yeah. sort of, it, it was very much a, quite a political description of, you know, it was a, it was a kind of a political, political move. Yeah, yes. exactly. Rather than a kind of ostentatiously practical move. Yes. So it's basically because Labour was going, was putting forward that yeah. they were going to do something from nine months and they hadn't fully costed it. They still haven't fully costed it yet. Yeah. But um, they sort of, the Conservatives sort of stole, you know, the Labour's march on that uh, and got in there early. But they, you know, they and they've left it, they've delayed it for you know to the rollout for a couple of years so know, the next clever, government will have to deal with it <laughs> yeah. but there it's not it doesn't look like it's fully funded which is very bad news for um nurseries basically because you know at the moment they're struggling because the the three and four year olds is not the 30 hours for the three and four year olds is yeah. not fully funded so they're making up the money through top-up fees for the younger kids and for those outside of the 30 hours and they're gonna have no you know, less leeway to do that. Um, so yeah. I don't know. The business model doesn't, I mean, it doesn't feel like, it feels like the government's done it because they want to get good headlines and, you know, record sums and stuff for childcare and what have you. And as you say, it's, it's good that they're actually even talking about childcare. That's how bad it's got. Yeah, <laughs> We're well, just exactly, like thankful yeah. that they're talking about childcare. But actually the proof, you know, w- w- what's it actually going to mean to people? And I think there was like, there was quite a kind of roller coaster of emotions because suddenly they announced it like the day before or the evening before it was in The Guardian, I think. Yeah, they so obviously someone was briefing and leaking yeah. and doing all that kind of yeah. stuff, weren't they? And then when he actually spoke, it was like, oh, so what does that actually mean? Oh, let's look at the figures. And then since then, it's been a bit of a, oh. So, so we did a pop-up poll on our website. But in fact, it's quite difficult because a lot of the parents that will actually benefit from it haven't actually had children yet. So it's, <laughs> it's either people who are thinking of having another child yeah. or people that 
wouldn't be coming to our website because they're not parents yet. Yeah. Well, we should probably just kind of headline. So the kind of headline things were that they were going to, yeah, the 30 hours a week, which you get for three and, f- uh, th- three and four year olds at the moment, um, they're extending. It's been, you know, people have yeah. long asked about extending that. So they're extending that down to, to nine months. But they so thirty. They always say thirty hours 30, a week, know, but it's only term time only. So um, yeah. it's only over thirty eight weeks of the year. So it was always very. I think confusing. it works out as twenty two hours um, if yeah. you do it throughout the whole year. I don't know. What, I don't think your. I think your kids were they too old to kind of benefit from that, or did they get? No, I remember counting the days down <laughs> <laughs> to 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 get the one. Certainly for my son, who's. 12 yeah to get get that that was really important because before that I could only afford for him to be in the nursery half the day and so then I had to this is awful confession I used to bring him home then we'd bounce on the trampoline or whatever and then we'd sit down and he'd have his little computer beside mine and we'd sit there working together sad no 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 it's not sad (laughs) at all completely normal Mm -hmm. I I I, um yeah I I never really understood it with with ours because yeah you 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 can sort of do your calculations and I think so much of the budget you can look and go right how do I calculate uh, what that means for me and how much am I going to spend and I never really it was really really hard always to Mm. to understand what I would be saving or, you know, how much we'd have to pay because the nurseries, it was so complicated. And as yeah. you say, it was all this term time thing. So they would sort of stretch it out over the year. And so actually it wasn't like you got, you know, if you're paying, I don't know, six pounds an hour or something, you didn't save 30 times six. No. You know, it, it wasn't that as simple as that. It was way more complicated. It's incredibly complicated. And every time they tweak it, they make it more complicated. So, And also things like tax-free childcare, which is another issue. And I know there's campaigns to increase the amount of money that you can claw back uh, through tax-free childcare. But a lot of people still don't know about it even. And yeah. it's quite clunky. The system doesn't, you know, is not the best. And there's so many different schemes and initiatives, and that's not to mention like universal credit. So the government did, you know, there were some positive moves at the, in the budget on universal credit with the upfront childcare fees being um, paid and the rate, the cap going up on how much people can get back in terms of childcare costs. But there was also tightening of benefits sanctions, raising of the hours that people have to work um, to come under the, uh, the kind of tighter um, yeah. regime. And then it emerged later on in the week that people who are the main carer, who have children who are three, are going to have to work up to 30 hours instead of up to 16. And they're going to have to look for jobs of up to 30 hours. They can, you know, the government always says, they, you know, circumstances will be taken into account by Job Centre Plus. But researchers say that that doesn't often, you know, it's very varied across the country. And I think they're kind of saying, well, we've you know, this is we've given you this money for the childcare, so you've got no excuses now. But it doesn't work that way because obviously there's a problem with childcare availability. <laughs> it's not just about yeah. the cost, it's about availability and actually being able to get to the childcare. Maybe the childcare facilities on the other side of your, you know, town or whatever, or you're in a rural area or whatever, and you've got to build in the transport costs and you've got to, you know, build in the time. Um, there's so many different factors involved. So let's see how that plays out but it's you know the women's budget group described it as unconscionable the, Did, the re, that's interesting yeah. because you know i think we're we're, we're in agreement that it's unequivocally <laughs> a, a, like a good thing like the, the cons conceptually it's a good thing that's what we it's what we want in terms of um this the 30 hours stretched on it's just the fact that it's the implementation and the execution and how it's actually oh, the, organized the free yeah the fr- so-called the, the, the free, free childcare the f- so-called free free childcare yeah yeah i mean that is a good thing like, 
like yeah um, but it would have been better in a way I mean, what, what they haven't done is listen to the actual childcare providers. Well, this is the problem, It's yeah. all about politics. So they're yeah. sort of, you know, they, there was big parent campaigns and things like that. And they've kind of, you know, given them a kind of sort of, you know, the sense of some sort of victory. And, you know, there's good headlines and stuff like that. They've got really good headlines. And I, I suppose they're hoping that everybody's going to remember that and not the detail <laughs> of what's, <laughs> well, that's you know, whether the childcare provider is going to actually provide it. That's the problem about something like the budget where, you know, you see all these things and it's about the headline and it's about the kind of soundbite. Yeah. But actually, short you don't term. really have to worry. Yeah, it's a very short term thing. You don't have to worry about how it's going to work. And it seems it definitely seems like over the past kind of week since the budget that... Yeah, childcare providers have come out and explained, you know, mm. and the problem is, is that then it seems like what what I get angry about is it seems like then the childcare providers who are, you know, private businesses, they seem like they are the ones trying to put a spanner in the works. Yes, it's they, their fault. Exactly, they get the blame because yeah, exactly. they can't make it work, but yeah. they're getting not enough money for those places. So it's not free at all. So they've got to they've got to subsidise the extra money. And how do they do that? It's just not a, it doesn't work as a business model. And that's not to, you know, there was also an announcement on money for wraparound care for the school age children and you know, sometimes they, they announce these money, this money and it always seems like a lot and, and what have you, but then you see what it looks like on the ground. But they're going to, it sounds like they're going to target it as local authorities and it's going to go through to schools. But the out-of-hours provision people now are saying, you know, what's the point of doing that? Why, you know, we already provide this wraparound care and we are struggling we have problems with staffing we have problems with parents not being able to afford to pay childcare. the model is not working so what we have to do is find a way to make it work it's no good setting up getting schools to set up um provision because we've already got provision and it just doesn't work so what's the point of wasting the money by getting somebody else to find out the same thing yeah well this is i mean wraparound care has been a big issue where where we live which is not it's Mm. not that rural but it we have a it's quite small my younger daughter's in quite small school and there isn't much wraparound care and and there's this i think there's it's almost like there's an i guess it's a middle class area or whatever Mm. and there's this assumption that there will always be someone at home you know to pick up and stuff like that so the wraparound childcare is is not great so again it's for someone like me you know kind of go oh you you know or for any kind of regular person looking at the budget and you can see it even though it's 2026 i think or Mm. you know it'll be implemented by so it's completely nuts yeah Yeah. like when most people you know if they've got a six-year-old or whatever by that point they'll almost be ready to stay at home kind of thing you know by themselves (laughs) you know be able to come home and just like potter around so you know but you look at it and go this is good this is going to be beneficial but then actually you really think about how it's going to work and how it's going to be implemented and so like around me for example it's things like well they have a a huge staffing issue so there is a university near where i am where they used to have a huge um kind of early years you know undergraduate course and and a postgraduate as well i think but huge undergraduate course and obviously lots of people were looking for kind of internships and Mm -hmm. were looking they it was a kind of practice-based course so they had a huge swathe of um, people who were kind of available and wanting to come and do it. Um, and then suddenly that stopped. Like they kept, they, they shut down the mm. department and it was 
catastrophic for the for the wraparound care provider because suddenly all the people that you know they just they had a kind of steady stream of people who were good and wanted to do it and wanted to work in that business and then suddenly it stopped happening so there's also a huge problem with the staffing of that there's huge problems across the childcare sector well across public service for sure, uh, services yeah. generally but um yeah how do we address all of those those everything is linked and the and the pay you know the pay that they receive you know it's great that the minimum wage is going up but that's going to be an extra headache for you know some a lot of the money that the government's promised to childcare providers is going to be eaten up by inflation and uh, the, the the you know rising wages because once you start paying your minimum wage at a certain level you've got to then increase the rates of the people who are slightly above the minimum wage that adds to the costs and the government would say oh well we've relaxed the ratios yeah but I don't think there's many parents that support the relaxing of the ratios um, and there's very big worries about what the quality of childcare is going to be. And it's not just about babysitting, it's about early years education, it's about preparing kids for um, you know, education generally um, and making sure that everybody gets a good start to life. Um, and that that carries through your education. Yeah, uh, that I th- that is a huge thing. I think that when I, you know, when you become a parent, you don't really think about. It. You do think about it as a babysitting mm. service, kind of, you know, if you will. But actually, seeing it and how how much they're tied in with the uh, the early years kind of schemes and things, and they, yeah, you get these huge kind of booklets, and they do developmental pressure points and stuff like that, and make sure that you're hitting all the right uh, the children hitting all the right marks. So yeah, I I I, th- I think that's that's what's so frustrating. It seems like it it always seems like we make yeah making political points which is you know i i understand that you know we're mm. not we're not naive and we do, we're, i feel bad that we're kind of slagging it off all the time we always criticize everything yeah. all the time but what what seems so strange to me is that they don't seem to kind of engage you know we engage with the people you know who are, providing, on the, yeah, the who are providing the care or yeah. who, who are engaging with the care um uh, you know on on the sites and stuff and it seems it always seems strange they don't seem to have much consultation with I don't know who they're speaking to. Well, that's what I mean. Who are they speaking to? Because it's it's very varied as well. I mean, obviously, you know, the quorum report that comes out every year, they show the kind of, um, you know, childcare places availability is very varied across the country. Um, I've spoken to childcare providers and the, the ones that say that they have nurseries and things in sort of more disadvantaged areas. You know, a lot of them say if they're a chain, that the reason that they're able to keep going is because the one in the richer areas, the ones in the richer areas are subsidising the ones in the poorer areas. And that's, but if you've got an independent nursery or a community nursery or that kind of thing, that's, you know, that that's not going to, that's not going to help you. No. So, I mean, there's a lot of inequality in terms of provision of care across um, the UK England. I mean, that, this is all related to England. Let's not get into the Wales and Scotland thing because they're slightly different. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think there's a lot that needs to be looked at and a step back. Maybe it's you know I think there's a lot of people sort of being very angry and shouting and stuff, and very rightly so. And there's a very big role for anger, but there also needs to be the the problems that we have are entrenched across the public sector from years and years of underfunding, of not valuing those services and not thinking long-term about trends such as the growing number of parents who are working now that just wasn't the case when I had yeah. my first daughter. And and also, you know, ageing population. You know, we I cover also, obviously, the older workers, so the budget was a big... <laughs> was a big big thing for, for both the parents and for older workers and I really think I've, I remember writing about 
aging population back in the day when I was at the BBC in the 1990s. And there doesn't seem to have been a lot of thought that's gone or preparation that's no. gone into what are we going to do? And now here we are with lots of people dropping out, lots of different reasons, but um, health you know, um, health and social care infrastructure is, is, is a big issue. But health prevention also is, is important. It needs to start right at the beginning. It's not just about targeting the over 50s. It's, you know, all the people coming through, the next, yeah. the, the people in their 40s that you're going to drop out or, 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 or all of that kind of stuff. So it needs a big step back and thinking very deeply about all the different issues and how they join together. Yeah, and finding a but way it, you're right. That requires a kind of loss of long term thinking. It's really, really, really difficult. Mm. I think that, that I, also what's strange is that you know, um, and again, we are apolitical here, so we're not. We're, mm. we're, this is not a particular. You know, but what's interesting about the current government is that obviously a lot of their uh, uh, regular voters have always been kind of older people. Mm. So it's almost it's quite strange that, that you know, normal you know, there are things like the pension triple lock and all these kind of things that people have talked about. Yeah. There was obviously the the whole kind of pension pot thing and the sense that people the saying that some people, yeah, people saying that it was a kind of tax loophole and stuff like that, which obviously s- helps a lot of richer, richer, <laughs> older people, basically, yeah. particularly. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm always surprised when a conservative government, particularly, which just traditionally has had um, mm. a lot of kind of older voters, isn't more attuned to that, to that particular uh, play, uh, area of the populace. Yes, it's very interesting because we also did a pop-up poll on the Working Wise site and I can say that even though the experts, they were kind of, they gave a kind of mixed reaction to the older workers stuff, it was much more, it was much more mixed than the the stuff from the from, from parents um, with you know quite a lot of interest in the universal support the, the the kind of support that they have announced for people with health issues and that kind of thing to get them back into the workplace but from our poll the vast majority are quite negative they don't think they're going to get anything from it um, and their big issue is having enough flexible work you know flexible jobs uh, countering ageism in the workplace you know, there needs to be much greater awareness I, I don't I'm not sure that employers really understand how um, bad um, it is and I, I think I was talking to somebody yesterday and she you know she's from an employer that does quite a lot on older workers and she was saying oh it's the perception it's the older people perceiving that there's a problem yeah, with ageism right. and I thought hmm I you know I, I guess there is you know, there's definitely that element that you perceive it and we all internalise those ageist stu- things, messages. But, you know, it's coming from so many people and they've, you know, really tried to get back to work and they're finding it re- very hard. And we're in a situation of supposed labour shortages. So, you know, something's, something's not broke, happening. Something's broken. <laughs> I mean, we'll see how it plays out. As, as, you, as you said near the beginning, you know, the, the wraparound care thing is supposed to be by the 2026. Uh, the other thing is uh, implemented by 2025. So, you know, uh, it, it was definitely kicked. It, it was a, pos- you know, a good optics thing, but it was something that was kicked down the road in terms of actual implementation. So mm. who knows? Who knows what happened? But um, we'll, we'll, as, we will you know, follow it. Yeah, exactly. We will follow we'll, it. We'll keep, We're keep an eye. We'll keep an eye on it and um, and see see how we get on. Yes, definitely. So obviously, actually, leading on from the budget, we were going to talk a little bit about single parents um, because you know all this kind of wraparound care particularly mm. applies to the, uh, uh, single parents and things like that it was um, single parents day um, earlier this week mm-hmm. um, 
21st of March, I think, as we're recording on the Friday. And yes, so, which is great, celebrating amazing people doing amazing things. What kind of stuff has been popping into your, I get a lot of comments on working dads from from people, not just from working uh, single dads themselves, but actually people, you know, relations, parents of single dads trying to work out what to do and how to navigate things. So yeah, what's, what's been in your inbox? So there's been, there was a big survey on um, the pension gap and how that affects single parents more than others. I mean, single parents are just, you know, you know, affected more by any of these kind of cost of living crises and stuff. We know that they're disproportionately the people that are visiting food banks and are struggling. And that's because, you know, it's very difficult to find the kind of flexible work that they need to then be able to pick up their children because they don't have anybody else who can do it. So <laughs> so there's there's all of those kind of issues. And so things like the universal credit changes and, you know, uh, will disproportionately hit single parents um, in terms of, you know, going having to, to look for up to 30 hours of work when their child turns three. Um, I think that can be or will be will be absolutely will be very, very difficult. And let's see how understanding um, Job Centre Pluses are. Um, but I'm not optimistic that it's going to be across the board. <laughs> well, no, and I, I, well, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because actually, you know, you see, sing, I think there is obviously this this sort of overarching idea of what a single parent means and then and that's just so not the case there are mm. loads of single dads now obviously with sort of divorce rates and things like that there's there's a lot of single parents you know it's not just the kind of old horrible way that people you know to assume so, yes so negative never stereotypes yeah. about single mums and stuff like that so there's and i think that's the problem isn't it is that actually there's lots of people that are trying yeah when when they kind of think about they really need childcare, like they really need help. And if they don't have that kind of familial support network, mm. the sort of the childcare kind of stuff, the wraparound, all that kind of thing is really, really important if they want to progress. So it's not just like, oh, tread water and do carry on the way it is. They actually want to progress through the workforce and get better yeah. and earn more money and all these kind of things. And there seems to be a lot of things in place that make that quite difficult. Yes, and, and sort of forcing people to work up to 30 hours and take whatever you know whatever's going we'll probably end up with a lot of people going into very low paid jobs with not much progression possibly dropping out because they can't keep up with you know problems with childcare and all that kind of stuff so let's let's see what you know whether the support is actually there the proper support and the proper understanding I I was brought up by a single parent myself so I'm like big up for the (laughs) for the single parents my mum was great actually it was a bit more like a Absolutely fabulous. Where uh, I was the serious, you know, the one right, <laughs> the sappy, child. Sappy I was sappy. Whatever, yeah. yeah, I was the one, like you know, <laughs> telling relationship her what to do. advice yeah, right, and all right, that kind right, of stuff. Right. But yeah, I have a lot of a lot of time for single parents, and uh, and my brother is a single parent at the moment. So yes, that's. I think there's a lot of of problems, and there's you know the negative stereotypes don't help at all. And I think there's still that is at the bottom of a lot of a, a lot of stuff, and less you know there's just not enough understanding of what it actually means to have to do it all on your own yeah I mean I, I think I can't even fathom what it would be like without familial support I, mm. I think that's the thing is that many people are very lucky that they have obviously unpaid care in, in the sense of grandparents and things like that who are prepared to help but I mean it shouldn't be that way and that that's the problem I'm, I, I think it's, it's interesting when I see I get as I said I get a lot of comments on on the site about from from single dads or from mm-hmm. parents of single dads and and it seems to be overwhelmingly about information 
shortage. Like it seems to be that how do I find out about this or there is not enough explanation about what I'm supposed to do here or who do I speak to about this? You know, I, it seems to be really, really difficult to navigate. Support. Support, mm. yeah. I mean, we we always point them to places like um, charities like Gingerbread, which, mm. are, which are amazing and things like that. You know, but you shouldn't have to rely on just sort of charities to kind of help you navigate this stuff. There should be mm. way more, it should be way more comprehensive. But it doesn't seem to be the case. Like, uh, you know, because all of the, the, as I said, all these messages are just like, who do I speak to? How do I do this? How do I organise benefits? How do I mm-hmm. uh, navigate the court system sometimes? Um, yes. Which which is, you know, obviously, an, well, by by definition, an adversarial place. And, and, and so it, it's really, really complicated. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, my brother's going through all of this, but he's he's actually not in the UK. But um, you know, just trying to find legal advice and and that and that kind of thing is really important. Um, is it better in other countries? Or the, I don't know because country? he doesn't really know. Right, um, okay, you know, right. it's find hard to find out, as you, as he said. It's right. he's in Argentina, so uh, yeah. So uh, it's yeah, it's it's difficult. Um, and, and, and then there's all the emotional sort of stuff and the relationship problems and how you manage the things, how you manage your kids, you know, all of those yeah. kind of things. It's, uh, there's a, it's a minefield of things. Yeah, I remember speaking to a, a child psychologist about this one time and I was like, you know, like how do you kind of, what do you do? Like, it, it, you know, it's that sort of thing, you know, when on a plane where they say, you know, you put your own life jacket on first kind of thing. And, and, and it, this child, I remember the child psychologist telling me that sort of similar, similar thing really. It's like, make sure that you are okay mm-hmm. and if you are okay then the child will be okay I mean that's obviously a hugely simplistic way of kind of describing it and that doesn't kind of count for bitter divorces and anger and all the kind of things that are yeah. going on but it seems you know that that's that's the kind of things I always want to say to the the people that reach out it sounds I, I don't want to I never do but when people reach out to me on the site because it sounds deeply patronizing for me to say and it probably does here too but it's always like you know make sure that you are emotionally okay mm, get and support yeah, I mean, exactly, I feel yeah. I've definitely seen that and my you know other pe- members of my family have been single parents and um, I've seen like one of them you know really you know negotiate and try to support her daughter who was going through all sorts of different things and everything was about supporting her daughter but I was like well, what what about you what yeah. about you and she kind of almost felt I don't know I don't think she felt she deserved support somehow which was awful because she needed it it was horrendous what she was going through you know dealing with um mental health um you know all the the problems with mental health care and all of that kind of stuff um but the thing is is that i think you know what i think what this psychologist was telling me that if you obviously if you're not in a good place mentally or Mm. you know whatever or or um emotionally then that all that stuff seeps through to, to your child. Yeah, it. absolutely. They so pick up on everything. Absolutely. So if you want your child to, quote unquote, get better or what, you know, whatever that means, I mean, that's mm. a hugely vague term. But if you want them to, 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 to feel like they're being supported, then actually they want to know that you are okay because then you're kind of, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're sort of osmotically uh, absorbing uh, your stresses and your strains. Or trying to, you know, be perfect or whatever it is to take the pressure off you yeah that's certainly the case when I was growing up and but but it's just damaging for yourself but that's not to make the single parents feel guilty about that oh god no 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 gosh I remember my mum you know it's like I remember writing about it um, as as a sort of trainee journalist about you know the cloud of guilt you know that I felt that she was <laughs> was hot. Yeah. You know she was on this cloud of guilt because she felt you know guilty about every single thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was difficult as a child to deal with as well because you know th- then it it's it's not really about 
practical things that would help me. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Well, anyway, excellent that single parents are getting their due this week. Uh, yes. That they're getting they a day. Every week. Yeah, they should. <laughs> they should, constantly. Uh, but um, yeah, really, really good that they're getting their due. And and um, yeah, if, if people do um, have kind of questions and stuff, we... Do do certainly approach us on on the sites. All the details are on there. You can comment on 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 comment on things on 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 uh, in our posts. But there's also a lot of um, kind of guides and details and stuff mm-hmm. on the sites, which hopefully will help you kind of navigate what is a very very complicated system and, and complicated world uh, when you're a single parent. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's like you know this this sounds really patronising maybe, but you know at schools they have the medal for you know getting into not not having any days off thing <laughs> which i think is a travesty so. why they give it to the children it should be the parents that get that, <laughs> that they're the ones who are making all the effort but um i think we should you know sometimes take stock of how much we are managing yeah. my daughter's very keen to get 100 percent attendance she's desperate <laughs> so competitive <laughs> yeah very competitive <laughs> So just finally then, Mandy, did, did you have a nice Mother's Day? So it was quite mm, varied because I had to kind of almost, well, I had to remind my son many, many times. And then I went out on the Sunday and he came back and he'd done a very, very last minute card in pencil <laughs> that looked like it had taken all of 30 seconds. Which it probably did, no um, offence. He said it's the thought that counts um, <laughs> because I'd said that. Uh, my other daughter, she actually made me a beautiful ceramic pot with oh word, uh, with okay. a yeah with a sunflower like design on the top um which was beautiful and the other one said um she doesn't agree with mother's day she thinks every day we should recognize mothers every day yeah which meant she didn't do anything yeah that's an <laughs> easy cop that's a great cop out isn't it it's a hallmark day yeah. that you know that we rec- i recognize them all the time it's is what I, the, the benefit of of I'm pr- I'm quite bad with remembering those sort of things. I have to admit, but one of the mm. good things is that my children are at the age still where schools are very the school. You know, the schools kind of go. It's Mother's Day this weekend. Yes, you know, let's make it. Let's make a card. Yeah. So because uh, it fills up an afternoon. So so that was that yes. was a, a great thing that luckily my children were very prepared, way more prepared than I was. I think um, yes, I think so. A lot of it is as as I said that you know the mum sort of getting the or the kids to do the card or the teachers who tend to be also mums <laughs> getting the chil- children to do the card yeah. and then you've got to think about your own mum and you've got to go and sort of think about that and also I went to the burial ground um, that I you know on, on, on Sunday because um, my daughter uh, my oldest daughter died and um so there were a lot of people there with flowers and stuff for their mums and I found that really really difficult because you know their mums obviously lived along life and my daughter only got to live until she was 20 so I think sometimes we don't take into account that Mother's Day can be very difficult for a lot of people you know children who've lost their mothers or you know the other way around you know yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. parents who've lost their, ch- their children so yeah it's not you know necessarily like a just great card yeah. <laughs> a great excuse to buy a card it's interesting isn't it there, there's this sort of idea that it's um kind of breakfast in bed and all that mm. kind of thing so, and you know it's really important to celebrate obviously celebrate people but that is the pro- yeah that is the problem it doesn't really kind of take into account you see that a lot on sort of twitter and stuff don't you on social media like if you if you, you know struggling cause first first year without my mom and all those kind of things and yeah and so it, it it's it's 
sometimes those celebrations can be harder than harder than you think. I, do, I yeah, I didn't really kind of yeah. I my mum was away on a bridge uh, weekend, so so I no, I didn't have to go and see her, but I I did I texted her anyway. And yeah. of course, some people don't have great relationships well, with their mum. No, I mean, there's so also strangeness kind of and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what's so strange, isn't it? We kind of do these things where there are kind of our, all these things are idealised, mm. and yet it. You know, this is kind of it's kind of silly, really, because you can't take into account. You can't have in a day. Well, you probably do have a day where it's like estranged Mother's Day, or mm. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe these things do exist. I don't know, but um, <laughs> I, I, I kind of hope they don't. <laughs> um, I don't like my Mother Day. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my mum was mean to me day, um, so I'm not going to celebrate it day. It's complicated day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think that's the most of the time, and that that's I suppose. Yeah. Um, it's always where I feel it, it with Father's Day, which I think mm. is mid June. uh mid June or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think you're right. Um I mean you already know my kind of take on International Men's Day which is which is uh <laughs> ambivalent at best while while sort of supporting the concept of it the benevolent concepts of it anyway um always feels a bit slightly peculiar. Like it's an add-on because men might yeah, feel oh yeah. why do we have to celebrate mums yeah and it, it, will, it will end up feeling a bit sort of I I worry and I, this might be entirely well it is entirely me probably kind of projecting onto it, it always feels a bit sort of Jordan Peterson-y kind of Andrew Tatey <laughs> that's what I that's what I worry about even though actually it should be celebrating things like really amazing things like sort of testicular cancer awareness and yeah. all, kind of the, you know whatever or breaking kind of, out of stereotypes yeah exactly breaking out of stereotypes and mental health for men and um you know suicide prevention all these kind of things so that's that's always my my fear with with these kind of days um yeah. like like in father's it's day just a like, car. i mean my my card, partner he's just like you know he's spanish he doesn't believe in card based <laughs> any card based celebration he's like no yeah. what, what are we doing the cards annoy me i'm really i'm, I'm very impressed that your daughter made a a ceramic kind of gift. She's very the, ca- the cards is irritating. Because I just we don't have Christmas cards and stuff because I mm. find it so it's like such a waste of it's just such a waste. Yeah, of paper. They usually make one. I make. I I, I emphasize that it, again. It's the thought that counts. And yeah. they're they're obviously they're quite good. The ones that they make, the homemade ones, they're yeah. really quite funny. Yeah. So that 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 makes. I mean, often better than the present. Yeah. You know, the card. That's true. Um, but uh, yeah, well, for Father's Day, Gustavo, they always like do him breakfast in bed and stuff right. like that. And he loves food. I mean, he spends all his life watching Master Chef and you know all the food programs and stuff like that. Whereas they can't do that with me because I I just you know they could give me three they could give me 15 different options for breakfast and I'd still choose Jordan's Crunchy (laughs) (laughs) hey uh, every, every every little helps. Um, look, well, hopefully we. Ha- I feel like we've been quite negative this week. I don't. I, don't, I, don't, I hope that's not the case. We, um, you know, we're we are excited about how um, how things might play out in terms of the childcare stuff. I mean, I am. I I, mm. so, so, I know there are huge problems. I, I it's not that I'm. You know, we're we're obviously very very savvy about that. But you know, I think when it's being, as you say, when it's being talked about, when it's being discussed. One of these things, the, the awareness of all these things is really important. And if something yeah. raises awareness, that is really, really vital. I think I, I agree that it's important to, 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 to raise awareness. But I think a lot of these problems are incredibly complicated. And, you know, I just headlines is not where it, it needs serious, yeah. serious thought. Yeah, for sure. Well, look. Thanks very much for listening. We are due back in two weeks. Um, remember, uh, workingmums.co.uk, workingdads.co.uk, workingwives.co.uk, WM People. We're all over social media. Please do get in touch if you need, if you would like to. 
like and subscribe. Leave us a positive review on your podcast. Or a negative one. Or or a negative. (laughs) I mean, we we prefer a positive (laughs) on your podcast uh, listening uh, app of choice. And nice to see you, Mandy. Yes, lovely. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.